0: You're listening to the Wonder Women of Aviation. Welcome to the Wonder Woman of Aviation podcast. I am here with a special guest, Fernando Contreras. Fernando is part of the Fit Aviators Club. We're going to talk more with Fernando, learn more about what the Fit Aviators Club is, and talk about both of our passions. Fernando, thank you for being here. Thank you for being on the Wonder Woman of Aviation podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a true pleasure to meet you. And, and I think what, what you're doing is is truly remarkable. So I'm excited to be on the show.
0: Thank you. I know a lot of people are like, okay, Wonder Woman, And I, I, I kind of throw in a, a little bit of flair um, the podcast. It, it focuses on not only women in aviation, the history of aviation, and different components of aviation. My husband, personally, he is a aerobatic air show pilot. We briefly talked off air about it. And I do a little bit of cosplay. So fitness for me personally has been a big part of my life, especially over the last five years. It's been, you know, it's not only important, you know, to be fit, but also to be in the right mindset. So I definitely, when I saw you on social, I wanted to kind of touch base with you, learn more about what the Fit Aviators Club is, how you got started, and just tell me a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah, so... um... Uh, The reason why I started Fit Aviators Club is because I I saw the need for a lot of help in crew members for just in in involving fitness in their lifestyle. And it's obviously very challenging. There's a lot of obstacles in aviation, not just in the airline part 121 world, but also in the part 135 corporate side, also for the airshow pilots who also have busy schedules like how we do with traveling all the time, Um, just to kind of help educate and bring the experience that I've had. I've been exercising since I was six years old uh, and I've learned from some of the best trainers in the United States for professional athletes. I've trained with a lot of NFL and MLB players as long uh, also from the MLS. um, And I also had the opportunity to work for uh, Billy Beck, who is now the personal trainer of Tony Robbins. And through this whole, throughout my whole life, I've, researched a whole bunch of things, I've studied, I've got my certifications, I've learned from some of the best, and I just have all that knowledge. And I was like, well, I I need to be able to educate people on this, share my experiences, share what I know, so that somebody can at least take something of what I share, and maybe that works, and they apply it to their lifestyle. And ever since I started the page about five years ago, um, it's had a tremendous, tremendous impact. And I'm very, very glad that a lot of people have benefited from Just the things that I I might say that might help them turn around their lives, or may may it be that kickstart to uh, you know a a more healthy, balanced lifestyle, or just even if they're in the lifestyle already of just being fit, how to overcome those obstacles when you become, you know, when you hit a plateau, or when you when your mindset is just like, well, there's nothing else that I'm gaining from this. Why what why should I still keep doing the fitness? Right, and and it's not easy to maintain that mindset. So. I, the things that I share kind of help people get over that obstacle and it's, and it's truly rewarding.
0: Yeah. I've been, I've been watching a lot of your videos and they're not only inspirational, but you do focus on, you know, fitness in aviation more so inside the flight deck, but there are certain things you can apply um, in the industry overall as well. I'm in aviation myself, different components of what I see that you're you know teaching or guiding people. You can also use, you know, in the field in general. One of the main things I noticed was like, you're big into mindfulness, right? And that's a big thing right now is, you know, things have changing with the world constantly dealing with you not not knowing which way is up or down. I I like that you incorporate a lot of that as well is the whole mental health or mindfulness. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so I got into um, just I've always been a fan of human behavior ever since I was in college. I took a class called human behavior (laughs) and uh, uh, it was, it was mostly tailored towards human behavior behavior in the workplace. So how to understand if you're a manager, if you're managing some sort of department, how to better understand communication within your, within your department and how to communicate better with others. And so I started my interest there. And then as I, Started becoming a pilot, and I was working for uh, for Billy Beck. He showed me Tony Robbins' work, <clears throat> and I was completely just uh, uh, wowed by it. I was just like, "Wow!" This 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 motivated me right now just to watch five minutes of his clip. And I, I was like, "How does he have that? How does he have that power to just be able to impact somebody so thoroughly?" And 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 so I got so involved with it that I ended up taking a course from him when the pandemic hit. Um, I finally found a time to be like, okay, well, uh, I can either sit here and not do anything, or I can just try to get ahead. I'm, I'm not, not flying. I'm stuck in at home without anything to do. You know, how am I going to get ahead? And so I, I, I got my certification from the Robbins Madonna's Training Institute, which is Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonna's as well. Um, they are the founders of Strategic Intervention. I, well, not the founders, They're, they learned from the founder of Strategic Intervention. And then uh, Chloe's daughter, Magalie Pesha, started the whole institute along with Mark Pesha. And then they they kind of molded it all together. And obviously, Tony Robbins is a big presence in that. And we, we learned from him in there. And But you know, I took that time during the pandemic and I started seeing how a lot of people in aviation's minds were just completely changing, whether it was because of furlough, whether it was because um, they haven't been stuck at home with their significant other for, you know, more than 72 hours in a really long time. (laughs) You know, so many things that it just, you just see on social media, things that happen, conversations you have with people. And I'm like, whoa, I am extremely um, interested or intrigued by how not only how one human behaves, but. Two or three in a group setting in a flight deck. How do you deal with those things when you get off work? How do you balance flight deck or sorry aviation life and regular life uh, mm. with 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 your mindset, right? And so I learned so many concepts in which I I already knew about them. I just didn't know how to go about them in a very detailed way, how to find my, my way across to, to the outcome of that. So I'll give you an example. Some of those could be like part of the uh, psychological human needs. We're all aware of them, but uh, you know, this course allowed me to really, really dig deep on how you get to fulfill those human needs in a positive way, negative way, neutral way, what you value, what you get there to value, like, how do you, how do you get to what you want to value? Do you do bad things, good things? Because at the end of the day, you may value something so much that you, you'll betray your own fulfillment. You'll betray, sorry, you'll, you'll betray your own value to get a fulfillment. And that, that just to me is like, whoa, you know, like I see that happening all the time and I just put all the pieces together and like this thing clicked in my brain and i was like this is incredible it's incredible and it's ever changing i'm learning so much every single day and it's it's truly remarkable
0: yeah i think that's amazing and we went from a very stagnant time like where there was a lot of uncertainty in our field to now right i would say it's it's pretty pretty booming i mean it's we went from nothing to oh my gosh like overwhelming <laughs> I'm, I'm in management myself so <laughs> Personally, it's like, you know, getting your, your mind right after a day and dealing with different personalities and absorbing that energy. I'm an empath as well. So like, I absorb people's energy, Right, you know, just dealing with different personalities. It can be tough. I mean, it's been a really, really tough lately. Um, What tips can you give? I mean, and and we can apply it in any field within aviation for individuals that are feeling that, you know, sense of like overwhelming, like uncontrollable, like the world is out of control feeling, you know, we went from nothing to, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Do you have some tips here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, one of the biggest uh, aspects or concepts that stuck out to me while I was training with, uh, doing the, the certification was Tony mentioned that your quality of life is determined by how much uncertainty you can live with. So what does that mean? Everybody, so there's, there's six psychological human needs, according to Tony Robbins strategic intervention coaching, right? You have certainty, uncertainty, significance, love, and connection, and then you have uh, contribution. And I can't, I can't remember what the sixth one is, but we're going to talk about the first four and the first four, um, more specifically certainty and uncertainty or variety. And, People value certainty or comfort very highly, whether it's whether you're financially stable or you feel good in a relationship or you feel like your job is where you want it to be, that you're achieving the things that you want and you're comfortable at home, whatever it is. Then you have variety or uncertainty. These are the things that happen that you are not in control of. Some people value that very highly, even more than comfort and for some people that is their comfort, right? So if we go from spending about a year or two in this, no, actually maybe like a year while, while we were all quarantining and the flights were very, like there was no flying at all. We started becoming into a more certain uh, lifestyle, right? We did the same things every day, home, you know, cook inside, don't leave, get your things ordered to your house from like Instacart or whatever, and you had this routine. Some people really struggle through that because they do not value that at all. They're like, I need to be out and you know, explore this, get into that. I need something different every single, even sometimes hour, right? And then while the people who valued certainty, they were very very happy. And Now that the things changed, flying started picking up a lot more fa- uh, more quick. Then that lifestyle quickly changed and they're like, whoa, I wasn't ready for that transition, right? I wasn't ready to go from having my nice routine to now we're back to all over the place yeah. because they value comfort a lot higher than, than variety. So that transition may have come too quick. And unless you're understanding of that concept, it's going to hit you like there anxiety can come through that, can come from that, sometimes even Depression, which is different than clinical depression, um, and it's just a way of your human needs not being fulfilled in the way that you want them to be fulfilled. Because the, the one of the key one of the key reasons why there's somebody feels pain is because their model of the world is not happening with how they thought about that it would happen. So if you have a transition from being comfortable to now adding a little bit of variety in your, in your routine, that transition will help you embrace variety a whole lot better. And thus that change will flow a little bit smoother and there will be, there will be more time to be able to cope with and understand why you're having anxiety. Anxiety. Sometimes it's, it's a form of your body or your brain telling protecting you from something that you fear so Mm. anxiety is not necessarily a bad thing all the time if you if you experience it way too much too often then yes you you probably good should go seek professional help but anxiety is sometimes a way of your body just protecting you from something you fear so if that certainty to variety change was too quick and you fear not having that comfort anxiety is going to hit to to be like whoa this was too much of a quick transition what what's happening and your body doesn't know what to do and then you enter in this like i don't know what's happening kind of thing and you're anxious and you feel like all these weird things right and 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 that that's the beautiful thing about understanding human behavior is that even though you understand human behavior you still ha- go through those same things the good thing is that you recognize it and you're able to be like oh okay this is why this is why I'm feeling anxious. You're able to self-reflect. So my tip, I know that I carried on way too much with this, but my tip is to, if you value comfort very highly, embrace variety a little bit more every single day. And variety to you could be something as easy as taking a different route to go to work, doing something different when you wake up. And those little things kind of add up as they as you make little changes here and there and you subconsciously start valuing variety a little bit more and you can live with variety a little bit more um, I value I value I value comfort uh, higher than variety but I still value variety uh, pretty high but my girlfriend actually values variety way higher so for her to get some sort of variety feeling it has to be like you know something something like super like adrenaline or a rush which I, I love doing that stuff with her like hey I, you know, I need something different. Let's go skydiving, (laughs) you know? So that's just to kind of compare the differences, right? How people value variety and certainty in different levels. And it's, and it's all okay. You don't need to go skydiving to, to experience variety or uncertainty, right? Just so many things can be, can be achieved to, to embrace either, either of those needs.
0: Wow. That's interesting. I think I'm a little bit of both. I'm, I'm comfort and variety, like my comfort is, I have to work out, I have to have that. Routine. Yes. If I do not wake up and do my boxing or my weight training, my mind is like pfft, all over the place. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a bad mood. Yeah. Like, like I didn't <laughs> today, so just don't talk to me. So it's it's, it's it's that like, like the adrenaline pumping, the, the feel good, the serotonin in your body, it's like pushes it out. Um, and then variety, yes. is like you know, I which we're going to touch on that. Um, next is you know, changing things up. I'm always like, I'm a writer, so I'm more of an introvert. You know, yeah. when I do things like this, my podcast, meeting different people, it's like I put myself in different um, environments. And again, empath absorb people's energy. So for me, variety comes in different ways. So that can look differently for different people, um, especially if you're not the type of person that's going to go jump out of an airplane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Yeah, to do, but my husband won't allow me to. <laughs>
1: He's like, oh, really. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm like, you can dive and do snap rolls and do aerobatics, but you won't let me jump out of a plane. <laughs> okay.
1: yeah. yeah, that's too funny.
0: Like, yeah. yeah, but
1: I think, I think that's great that how you get your variety through other people's experiences in all these podcasts. That's really cool that you're a writer too. And I yeah. think that that lets you. It, would you say that all these interviews with different people even helps you with your writing? Like, oh, absolutely. Um, right, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I interviewed uh, a comic book uh, writer who did a sh- uh, a book on two Russian, I think they were um like, I, they were like aces or pilots, fighter pilots. And it just got like the ideas rolling and just picking up his energy and creativity and individuals like yourself. I'm like, oh my gosh, mindfulness. So, you know, it's like little things. I kind of take pieces of the individuals and I kind of put that in my podcast or just apply it to my life or writing, or it just gives me like ideas that are never ending. So many amazing people like, I'm like, wow, I I started this podcast out as just a way to fit in. You know, I didn't find my place in aviation, especially in the uh, uh, aerobatic community. It's a, it's a different industry for me, you know, going to the cultural, like being Latina, we weren't exposed to air shows. So I started right. that as like, okay, where do I fit into this equation? Do I belong? How do I, you know, find my place and learn more about it? So that's how it started. And it's just turned into like this snowball of just creative ideas. So yeah. Wow. so Wow. Yes. <laughs> that's,
1: that's incredible. I think that you, you fulfilled your need of belonging and connection through yeah. contribution, which is contribution is the highest, one of the highest, Spiritual values that you can you can achieve. It's very it's something that's so unconditional that you contribute something for the greater good and you expect nothing in return. But you actually were able to create your connection with the airshow industry yes. through something great that you're doing. So you achieved both of those needs in a very positive way, which congratulations to you. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's really cool. I
0: mean, the journey was a, a very uh, uncertain one. <laughs> I was just like, what yeah. am I doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Cosplay, like, like cosplay as Wonder Woman at air shows. I mean, people are like, what, what is she doing? And I'm like, you know what? I'm bringing my love for uh, comic books, uh, self you know, expression, creativity, you know, being okay with, you know, body image, being okay with being, I, I've been a nerd all my life. I love comic books. Like it's okay. It's okay. to.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love, I love watching all, all superhero movies. Um, You know, the Marvel stuff. I think that's incredibly fascinating. I think it's so much fun, but I was flying with somebody recently who, who had read, some of those comics. And I was just trying to put put the pieces to the puzzle together of the whole Marvel uh, nice. saga. And he was just like, well, you know, like in the comic book, it was different from this. And I'm like, dude, that's actually, it's actually really interesting when you, I mean, I have an interest to it. So I think it's, I think it's pretty neat, but you're bringing something that's different. Um, something that's different that it's going to be appreciated, you know, in one, in some form out of another. Right. And and I think that's that's really, really cool how you're putting yourself out there, like how you said, uncertain of, of how people are going to react and everything. But at the end of the day, it's something that you you know you're doing for that contribution, right? And and whoever sees it as a positive thing is going to be the people who eventually will fuel your fire to continue, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's uh, the one of the hardest obstacles to overcome because without a doubt everybody always thinks about what somebody else is thinking yeah. about them right to some to some degree i even i meet people who they're like yeah i don't care what anybody thinks and that's true you might think you might care less than somebody else but at some point you kind of a little bit kind of care yeah. you know and it's something that it's okay it's okay, it's okay to 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 one one of the things is you have to be able to embrace certain emotions in mm-hmm. order for you to to open up and understand them a little bit easier, right? Um, so you you mentioned body image, and and that's a really big topic with fitness because it is it is a very uh, I don't want to I don't want to say this wrong, but it's a it's a very highly talked about mm-hmm. topic body image. And um, there are certain things that are happening right now in the fitness industry that make that body image concept a little bit worse than what it should be. And, um, you know, I think one of the biggest outtakes from my page that I run is that my fitness knowledge and fitness information that I'm putting out comes from a genuine place because I always talk about this fitness lifestyle is to work on your body from the inside and the physical results are a result of how your body is functioning on the inside. So we're talking about neuromuscular efficiency. We're talking about spine uh, alignment. We're talking about injury prevention, right? How you're fueling your body. So those things, it's a mindset shift from how am I looking to how am I feeling because I am taking these, necess- these steps in order to do something good for my body inside mm-hmm. right at the end of the day we're also preventing you know some sort of cardiovascular problems or you you want all your organs to be working efficiently efficiently so that as you get older these things start to deteriorate and mm-hmm. you're you're working out, but what a lot of people don't don't see is like, for example, as you get older, right? Men hit peak like 30 years old of bone density at 35 or something like that, mm-hmm. and then through resistance training is the the probably only preventative way naturally to prevent osteoporosis, yeah, right for for your for your bones not to get weak because resistant actually weights put a certain resistance on the the um, the um, ends of the bones where the osteoblast cells reproduce and reshape that bone, reinforce it without that resistance, without that weight on that specific joint, they reproduce a whole lot less. And so the other cells, osteoclasts actually take, there is a balance between both, but you want the cells that replenish that bone tissue a lot a lot more than the, than the ones that don't, right? Cells are always trying to get rid of the bad thing and into the good, in a good, healthy state. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so so if you, if people shifted their mind a little bit on like, wow, I'm actually picking up these weights so that my bones get stronger, so that my nervous system and muscular system can be like more in line and I can, whenever I need to do something, I don't have issues with it, right? Um that's That to me sounds like it's like, nobody really thinks about it like that. And that's where I think I'm nerdy, you know? <laughs> whenever, whenever I train somebody, whenever I have a client, for example, when I'm training aerobatic pilots, oh. I am training, I look at their body, sorry, I look at their training based on their metabolic processes. So aerobatic pilots are a specific type of athletes who metabolically consume energy in a certain type of way. Oh. I am not going to train them like if I was training a marathon runner. It is completely opposite. Different metabolic um, sources of energy and different times or different uh, amount of times in which those metabolic processes are required, you know? So I look at them in a, in a different way. I don't look at them sculpting their body. I look at them on how efficiently their body is going to be while they're performing at an air show or at an air race or at a performance so that their body is efficient and they can just focus on their actual flying. Mm -hmm. If there's less of a tweak, if there's less of a tweak of something hurting them in their cervical area or in the thoracic or lumbar spine, there's something less that they have to worry about, right? And that's where fitness comes in training these athletes like that. And it's not only for athletes, but for gate agents, flight attendants, pilots in the flight deck, flying air, uh, 121 or 135. Like you get up from your flight deck, you get up and you twist. If you never work on your rotational aspect of your body, you're more likely going to get a contralateral injury. So that's where, that's where, how I differentiate from my fitness and just, this is not about body image. This is about body efficiency. Yeah, that totally makes sense.
0: Um, you know, for me, I have degenerative discs and I have issues with like a lot of just just issues in general. And fitness for me yeah. um, has changed my life because, you know, you've touched on a lot of key points here, like strengthening, like I had to strengthen my core, um, you know, just the way I move my body. It just it, for me, I have to it's a way of life. It's not only like for me, I did the cosplay, you know, for, you know, self-esteem, but fitness yeah. for me in general is is not only a lifestyle, but it's like if I need it, it's like just breathing for me. It's like, if I don't get up, if I don't work out, if I don't stretch, I can't function. It's just part of my lifestyle. And, you know, it's interesting that you, you hit on other points as far as like different types of training. I'm sure you don't train one person. Like I'm going to go to the aerobatics part. It, It does take a lot on their body and as far as G-tolerance, fitness is a big part of that as well. So what does that yes. look like when you do train someone in aerobatics? Cause my husband is an air show pilot. So what's right. it like for you?
1: So, um, I mimic their aerobatic flying in a training environment. So that's when I, when I talked about what is happening to them metabolically as they're flying, right? They're using a certain, they're using certain substrates from their body to replenish the energy that they're consuming every time they pull G's or whenever they're upside down and they're negative G's, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also hot in there and they're also sweating. So you have all these different things happening at once. Your body is just one, trying to maintain situational awareness and two, how is it trying to replenish that energy? So um, you have certain substrates that provide you energy for a different amount of times, right? You have Uh, adenosine, triphosphate, phosphocreatine, which provides you energy for a very short amount of time, maybe like 10 to 15 seconds. But then after that, your body reverts to glycolysis, which is the the use of stored glucose to be able to provide you energy and replenish. And then the last one is your oxidative system, Mm -hmm. um, which uses fat for energy. However, these different kinds of uh, systems use different levels of oxygen, right? So you're talking about an oxygen demand to oxygen supply. And you mimic, I, what I do is I mimic their oxygen demand to supply in a flight in a transition it to their training, mm-hmm. but also transition it to also have proper spinal alignment, proper resistance training, pop, proper plyometric flexibility. You have to combine all these things together because if you just focus on one thing, the other thing that you, missed, you may have missed out on could provide, could be a potential uh, injury, a chance for an injury. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so many things that you take into consideration. Cardio, so I take cardiovascular, resistance training, flexibility and mobility, and then plyometric, right? Within that involves all the muscles, all the muscles of your body. And then within those methods of training, I mimic metabolically what's happening in, in that flight. So, their flights are obviously about 10 to 12 minutes yeah. when they're performing at air shows, or if they're competing, that might be more or less. Um, their training is obviously not 10, 10 to 12 minutes, but their training is a, a little bit longer because it has all those other four types of or modalities of, of exercising in it. So, mm-hmm. for everybody, it really depends. Like, I've trained some aerobatic pilots that they're really hard with it's really hard to coach them with nutrition and it's and it's so hard because if they're not new getting proper nutrition the metabolic processes are only reverting to one thing and that doesn't allow to progress right other other airshow pilots um are super 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 busy that they can only get in one two workouts a week yeah right you, you know you know how that is i mean your husband's probably like super busy all the time especially before a show right right yeah so there's a lot of variabilities and it's it's hard to pinpoint right like a strategy but if I if I were to recommend the strategy it's what's happening to you metabolically and how am I going to get all the forms of exercises to match that and also to give you everything else like injury prevention and spinal stability as well
0: right well it sounds like it's just a a just montage of different like you, you mentioned cardio strength training, and then also getting your mind right in that, um, yeah, too, which is a big thing, um, for my husband and I as well. Like, you know, the day of an air show, he I leave him alone, <laughs> I was like, get mind right. I try to do my
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and then but then I'm like, okay, let me just back off, um, yeah. But- yeah. I love the fact that you you also teach that mindfulness um, aspect of it, getting in the right mindset because especially before performance, and you're a performer yourself, right? Or you've done aerobatics? I've seen.
1: Uh, yeah, I've, I've done some lessons before uh, for aerobatics, so I it's also it's also helped me to understand what's happening, right? Like because right. I felt it. But they obviously feel it like 10 times more than I did. So it must be worse. I was
0: gonna say, nutshell, can you describe like what you're feeling mentally when you're doing aerobatics?
1: Um, I think since most of them have been lessons and I like I like to move very quickly. Uh my mind has just been on like, let me try to get this maneuver correct. But I focus so much on that 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 like. Physically, I'm in a good, I'm a very good shape, so I don't have to worry about what's physically happening to me that I can just focus on training the maneuver, right? But I'm sure at the level of you know your husband or all these other airshow pilots, their maneuver is just memory IQ to like mu- like muscle uh movement. Right. And, and 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 for them it's just tolerance, g tolerance. Like how long can I sustain this positive, negative, positive, negative? Because you know, so um, for me, I think it's it was a little bit different. is very is a lot more enjoyable, um, but right. I definitely I definitely felt like I had like a seven hour workout after I get off all the aerobatic flights. It's insane. Oh. It's so much like on your body. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah, I did uh, a little bit of arrow with one of our friends, um, and I like my feeling was I got sick. <laughs>
1: I was just like- yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like- oh God! Yeah.
0: You know, I, I always try to un- understand things. You know what it does to your body. Like when someone outside of the industry doesn't understand what G tolerance is, they're like, "Well, how does your husband like? You know, how does he do what he does? Does doesn't he get sick?" So, you know, the whole thing, the concept of G G tolerance, people don't understand what that is and what it does when you're, you know, flying upside down. It's a matter of just practicing, and you have to be consistent at it as well. Right. So. Yeah. I- yeah. He's been doing it for so long and it's just like, I, I don't know how, you know, uh, kudos to them. I could never do aerobatics, never, nor do I want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know that you probably have other engagements to go to. I just wanted to thank you for um, taking the time to speak with me. I would love to continue. Um, doing more podcasts with you and seeing how we can continue to teach people about just mindfulness. Cause you, you focus on a lot of different things, fitness, and then you're also a relationship coach. It seems I was reading.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Keep feeling back the layers of what you do. And I, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah yeah I I'd, I'd love to uh, continue doing some podcasts and, and I'd love to have you on my show as well for the podcast I think it'll be it'll be great to uh, you know interview you and, and and so you can share with with my viewers and my listeners on on what you on the great things that you do with um with your podcast and everything else and I think it's it's truly wonderful to get people who have a great story on these shows um, to just get you know the message out there and then when you are at air shows these everybody starts recognizing, you know, what you do and and people are truly grateful for it. And it's, it's really nice to have an, uh, an impact uh, oh, on people's lives.
0: It's a whole different world. And like I said, I was not exposed to it culturally. I was like, what, what is this? Yeah. You know, we have Chicago air show here, but it's different. We are not up and close with, you know, I'm more behind the scenes. I can see what people yeah. and interact. Um, I, I just think it's amazing to share that world with with everyone else, especially those that are not exposed to it, um, that are outside. No, no, this is, this is great. This is amazing. And before I let you go, uh, I definitely want people to find your podcast. So where can they find your podcast?
1: Yeah, they could find it on, it's on Spotify, iTunes, um, Google podcast, and it's called the fit aviators club podcast. And, um, you can also find me on YouTube and Instagram at fit aviators club and also on Facebook as well.
0: Awesome. And one last question. I'm going to channel my energy from one of my colleagues. His name is Sean. He uh, does Watch Your Attitude podcast. I don't know if you know him, but one of the questions he typically asks, and especially in the air show um, realm, like what is your favorite in-flight snack?
1: Oh man. First, I love the name. I love the name of that podcast. That's that's really cool. Um, My favorite in-flight snack is definitely having an avocado. Um, I take my avocados with me and I leave it in its shell. And then when it's time to eat it, I'll just take a spoon, cut it around, and then I'll put a little bit of salt. And sometimes if I have a hot sauce, I'll put it on there and I just scoop it out of the shell and I just eat it. And it's really great because it's a healthy fat. So it's, um, it's takes a a lot for your body to metabolize it. So it provides you energy for a long duration of time, especially if you're doing like a two to three to four hour flight. Um, Mm. it really, really helps you feel satiated for a good amount of time and it's a good source of of energy because you're at a uh at a a very low calm energy state so your fat is actually being used for energy supplements so so that's why i love it and it's my favorite one
0: wow that's awesome i love avocados that is not (laughs) a traditional answer (laughs) 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 especially hold on avocado
1: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure
0: yeah Well, Fernando, thank you for being on The Wonder Woman of Aviation. For those of you listening, stay tuned for a follow up podcast. So, thank you for joining us on The Wonder Woman of Aviation. Thank you, Fernando.
1: Thank you, Natalia.